People get dogs for a variety of reasons, such as service animals, a companion, or as a therapy animal. I'm Maddie Bartow. I'm Sophia Hilger. And I'm Dylan Hewitt, and we interviewed Professor Cottlehunt about her dog, Aggie, in order to investigate the relationship between dogs and their owners. My name is Professor Cottlehunt, and my dog is a golden retriever named Aggie. Although she was always open to getting a puppy, she wasn't the biggest fan of dogs until she saw how much positivity Aggie brought to her day-to-day life. With this being said, it was still obvious that getting her dog was a tough decision. However, she made it clear that the act of naming him was a relatively easy task, stating, My husband and I met at Utah State, and Utah State uh, are Aggies. Even though he is neither from Utah, nor were we living in Utah at the time, he is still our, our Utah State Aggie. According to Alexandra Horowitz in her book, Inside of a Dog, to name a dog is to begin to make him personable. And although Aggie already has a big personality and is full of happiness, the bond between Professor Cottlehunt and her dog was strengthened now because they are both Aggies, so to speak. All in all, Aggie gave some much-needed confidence and happiness to Professor Cottlehunt. He provides me comfort, he is like happy to see me, and he's made it easier for me to talk to people. When walking her dog, she now feels she has a newfound perspective. You can talk to all of the strangers and it's not weird. Aggie provides support that creates a dependability that's similar to a family bond. Maybe this is why many of us consider our dogs to be true members of our family. Authors and dog lovers like Caroline Knapp advocate for the importance of dogs in our lives. In her book, Pack of Two, she says, The dog loves you with a kind of focus and consistency that's unparalleled among even the most devoted family members. This relationship begins from the moment a person welcomes a dog into their lives. Although apprehensive at first, when Professor Cottlehunt was looking for a dog, she was also searching for a bond that could evolve and grow. And my husband was like, you'll love the puppy, and then it will turn into a dog, and that's exactly what happened. Falling in love with your dog seems like a weird concept to some. The scientific benefits of oxytocin releases from dog-to-human interactions make it apparent why dogs become an integral part of our families. These oxytocin releases are incredibly important, and Meg Ulmer says in Made for Each Other, this chemistry helped us earn the trust and dependence of animals, but we surrendered our independence in the bargain. Because of this, we've been able to establish a mutually beneficial relationship since dogs and humans are both social animals. While the science of the relationship is important in understanding how dogs and humans interact, the truly amazing part is how this relationship is able to change our lives. Communication with our dogs affects our lives in very profound ways. Horowitz states that, since dogs do not have a spoken language, they use other various cues, like facial expressions, posture, and stance to communicate. It is Professor Cottlehunt's responsibility to interpret these expressions in order to give Aggie what he needs. His physical expressions are pretty easy to read because he has like very expressive eyebrows and ears. And I know that dog emotions are like not the same as human emotions, but whatever he is emoting, he is able to emote in a way that he gets what he wants and then makes the dog expressions that look like happiness to me. Even though he may or may not experience happiness in the same way a human does, I don't know. The truth is, we don't really know what emotions dogs experience or how they feel them, but moral ethics specialist Tom Reagan believes that we owe it to dogs to understand them. He says in The Case for Animal Rights, It is not an act of kindness to treat animals respectfully. It is an act of justice.
This justice is important because dogs rely on their owners to understand them. The relationship between dogs and their owners is traditionally a reliance on the humans from the dogs, but Professor Cottlehunt relies on Aggie as well. So it's affected my life a lot. First in positive ways, part of the reason I got a dog is because I have anxiety and at the time I was seeing a therapist and she suggested I get a dog, that that could help me feel calmer, it could help me manage some of the symptoms I have, it could help me feel more confident as I go out into the world. I also think that he can tell when I'm anxious or stressed or nervous. And that was like the original reason we got him, to try to help reduce the symptoms of anxiety that I would feel. Although Aggie is not a trained therapy dog, he seems to exhibit many of the traits that dog specialists like Caroline Knapp would associate with a therapy animal, like a calming and docile presence. He helps her by snuggling with her when she is feeling stressed or comforting her husband when he was ill. When he sees his owners in pain, he does his best to make it better. I think he seems to have some sense that we are capable of suffering and that his job is to help alleviate that suffering. Whether Aggie is helping Professor Cottlehunt cope with symptoms of anxiety, helping her get outside and meet new people, or simply providing comfort in her daily life, it is clear that they have a special and unbreakable bond. He's been a really positive influence in my life. <laughs>